0: hello Woo.
1: and welcome into another episode of farm to fame i'm kelsey winger peter moylan is grabbing his bat for the day maddie mass is producing and who did you get today peter
2: dan ugla
1: okay
0: to peter what can i say you're only as good as your last at bat he hit a home run against me he's last at bat
1: okay that's good
0: Love you, bro. Dan (laughs) Uggler.
1: Thank you so much, Dan. So today, guys, we're going to hit on Jacob deGrom. We're going to talk about sticky stuff. Peter has a surprise story that I don't even know what it is. AL Rookie of the Year watch is kind of interesting now. We'll hit on that. Mm. And then we got our own top 10 prospects. Yeah, we did. Maybe Peter's going to want to talk about the Olympic qualifiers. I don't know. This is the first time I've brought it up to him. So I kind of just threw that on him. So we have a lot to get to. On today's episode, Maddie Master are you still in Disney?
0: US qualifies for the Olympics.
2: Yep. Not still in Disney, but am recording today from Florida, doing a little work, work from Florida this week. So oh, staycation.
1: <laughs> Peter, how are you, my dude?
0: I am absolutely. I'm great. I'm really good. I've spent the last couple of days. Doing a lot of stuff around the house, hanging, hanging. specifically hanging a lot of stuff, jerseys, yeah, and and basically that's what I've turned into. Um, so if anybody needs some large artwork hung, small artwork hung, jerseys, I did my mm-hmm. own jerseys yesterday, so I'm here for you. Ab. I'm finding out that the older I get, the more handy I get. And the more willing I am to try new things. I fixed my shower the other day, which was something that I would have definitely called a plumber for. But I just YouTubed it. And uh, I'm, I'm basically a Gen X in the body of a 42-year-old man.
1: Handyman Peter Moylan. Mm-hmm. Call him if you need him.
0: If you need me. <laughs> just right here is my first win and my first save scorecards. So.
1: How close were they to each other?
0: Uh, April 24th, 2007. April 27th,
1: 2007. Oh, that's neat. Which one's more meaningful to you?
0: Uh, the win, because I actually had to do something. I threw one pitch for the save.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I came in to face Matt
0: Holiday. It was like none of those situations where I'm sure Bobby Cox was like, oh, shit, we've only got Moilan left. That's all we got. <laughs> I was the last guy in the bullpen, came in to face Matt Holiday. He flew out to the warning track in, at Coors Field. Jeff Franco made the catch, and I got my first save. One pitch. But the win was way better because I had to come in the second inning and I pitched all the way through to the fifth. Or maybe to the Dang. third inning pitched through to the fifth. So I earned the win. Didn't earn the save. But they're both there anyway.
1: Long relief guy. Long relief guy.
0: Just put me Peter in the coach. I'm ready.
1: <laughs> well, guys, today's episode once again is brought to you by Win Reality. So I know you're probably into watching uh, the NCAA tournament going on for baseball. We're getting closer to Omaha. Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Texas, TCU. I think all of those teams are in the tournament. I know Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Tennessee. I think they're all hosting regionals. They all use Win Reality, and they're really stinking good at baseball, you guys. So, Win Reality provides baseball and softball players with virtual reality training so they can see unlimited game speed pitching anytime, anywhere. The best part is their application is designed to help anywhere from youth all the way up two professionals so you can choose from over 300 pitchers within the application there's eight different training modes um and it's really going to help hitters in the future we're in the future we are here 2021 Pictures
0: now just the-
1: halfway through so you can get a whole free month If you use our code FARM at winreality.com, again, winreality.com, you use the code FARM. High schoolers who listen to this, college guys who see anything on Twitter. Mm
0: -hmm. Everything.
1: Why not take your training up one step over the competition for a free month? And I feel like a month is a good amount of time, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: You really tell a lot about a person in a month. So yeah. you're really going to tell a lot about when reality in the first month. Yeah. is Fe- now let's not, let's not sleep. And so. I'm going to be on their podcast today. So I thought you were
1: on it last week.
0: Yeah. We had to make some adjustments and now okay. I'm going to do it today.
1: Well, we love when reality, honestly, mm-hmm. like super cool way to train a way to put yourself up over everybody. Use the code farm at when Reality. Getting Mm. to the opener of today's segment, my choice for the opener. Jacob deGrom is Mm. not human and we are all lucky to even be able to watch him pitch. It is Jacob deGrom's world. We are all just living in it.
0: Yep. I just typed in Jacob deGrom's name into the search bar of Twitter Mm -hmm. and there is more comparisons there's more look at what jacob de doing what he's doing never has been done before he's he's not even close to the best pitcher on the planet he's the best pitcher ever created right now yeah
1: yeah through nine starts peter you ready for this give it to me 58 innings 25 hits 93 strikeouts to eight walks He's only allowed three home runs, never choose against him in the homer draft. And he has a 0.62 ERA, the lowest ERA by any pitcher through his first nine starts of the season, says Sarah Langs on Twitter. Um, he went seven shutty versus the Padres on Saturday. And I think, Peter, one of the what you're talking about, one of the tweets, Jeff Passon tweeted out passing. stats, passing, uh, stats comparing him to Bob Gibson in 1968 and Pedro Pedro. Martinez in 2000, which are arguably two of the, the greatest years that we've seen from a pitcher. And he's better. Yeah, and his numbers blow them out of the water. So Jacob deGrom, first in MLB in ERA, first in MLB in strikeouts per nine, first in MLB in whip, first in MLB in opponent batting average against, first in MLB in strikeouts to walks, first in MLB in average fastball velocity. Peter, like, and you got to play against him. I mean, I don't think yeah. you probably would have ever had to face him because Negative. did you ever? No, but I just saw that.
0: The, I saw that. And I witnessed the, the, this, the look of defeat on everybody in the clubhouse when you knew that it was Jacob de day, because it yeah. was, this guy has increased his fastball velocity over the last four years, every single year, he's getting older. He's getting better. I think he's the first starter ever to average fastball velocity over hundred miles an hour for a whole start. And he did it twice in mm-hmm. back-to-back starts. So he's just doing things that no one has ever done before. We're not just talking about, oh, well, you can't compare apples to apples. No, no. You can compare a guy that got up and threw baseballs 50 years ago to a guy that's throwing baseballs right now. It is apples and apples. And he is by far the best I've ever seen ever. Yeah. And do you have any? Oh, he does it without sticky stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, because all of his teammates had his back with that last night. And correct. I don't think that many players would have if if like by the chance he was using any kind of sticky stuff, I don't think that many of his teammates would come out publicly and say that he
0: doesn't. This is a great little segue into my next subject, which is the subject of sticky stuff, right? Sticky stuff. From the Jacob DeGrom unbelievable just to just to tie a bow on that. Jacob DeGrom what you're doing is ridiculous and I can't wait to witness. Con-
1: it's stupid. You have no DeGrom success. stories, no good DeGrom stories before you
0: segue? Just just the way that he and Freddie Freeman play with each other, arguably one of the best hitters over the last five years versus the best pitcher and the battles that they have. And, you know, he's so intense and such a bulldog when he's on the mound. But mm-hmm. as soon as the a bat is over, it's almost like he can – like, let's go of the valve and just relaxes a little bit. But then, as soon as the hitter gets back in there, he's able to lock it back in. That's what some of the trouble that a lot of guys will have is that ability to switch it on, switch it off, switch it on, switch it off. Whereas he seems to have that in spades, obviously. Um, but onto the subject of sticky stuff.
1: Sticky stuff.
0: Chronologically, this is my history with Stick'em. I pitched in 2006 all the way to 2013 without any sticky stuff at all, right? Okay. Nothing. I didn't use anything. I used to use rosin and sweat generated from my arm and I could rub the baseball and I could get it to where I could grip it and feel comfortable throwing my slider without it slipping out the back of my hand. Okay. Move on to 2013. I'm in Arizona with the Dodgers in spring training. and It's my first ever spring training in Arizona. Now the air is okay. different. It's thinner. Ball doesn't move like it was. And guys were like, Hey, you might want to try some sticky stuff. So what I did then is I would spray sunscreen on my arms and I would use the uh, given rosin and I would tap the rosin on my arm and it would give you a little bit of a shine. Maybe what sweat used to do times three. Okay. Right. No hitter I've ever spoken to has had an issue with a guy using sunscreen and rosin for grip because what sunscreen and rosin does is it just gives you grip. It doesn't increase spin. It doesn't allow you to grip and rip and make more, your nasty breaking balls even nastier. Right. So no hitters had a problem. What's happened now is that they've, taken that from 2013 to where we're at right now and they've invented ways to make things so sticky and increase your spin rate and increase the breaking ball movement so much that it's effectively cheating is what they're doing and when they're doing it so outright where they're just grabbing bits of stuff from their glove on camera so that you can see what they're doing and then they're like pulling their fingers apart and they're sticking guys enough it's done you've gone too far you, you are effectively cheating and it's bad for the game of baseball because you've taken it to a level that your advantage is well and above what it should be. Dial it back. That's all we're asking. Even Pintar, even Pintar on its own doesn't increase the spin rate as much as what these guys are seeing right now. There's a lot of Pelican stuff out there. There's Pelican grip. There's all firm grip. There's concoctions with sunscreen and all. It's enough, guys. Stop it. Seriously. Because you're ruining our game.
1: How do you want MLB to handle it this year?
0: I don't think they can do anything this year. It's okay. all right, I mean, The only thing they can do is, is maybe scare tactic them. But they have to come up with a... And I think Trevor Plouffe's talked about this a few times. But if they come up with a sanctioned, sticky stuff that they're happy with guys using, yeah, whether that be Players Association and MLB together, or whether it's just as simple as the hitters and the pitchers come together and say, all right, guys dial it back exactly where it is we've gone so far the wrong way just like with most things we have to bring it back somewhere in the middle because it's just it's bad
1: and isn't that kind of what they said they were doing this year whenever they were getting the balls out of the games they were saying that we're just collecting data of what guys are currently using oh no
0: that's (laughs) gonna be a bad week for the brewers
1: oh gosh the brewers hat just fell out of nowhere peter's nowhere even close to it that's a ghost It's a ghost of Sticky Stuff's past.
2: Yeah. Or it's Um, Joe
1: West.
0: It's definitely Joe West. Okay. (laughs) What do they do this year? They can't do anything.
1: Didn't Um, they just come out and say that they're going to be collecting balls randomly? Like eight to ten balls
0: a game. They've been doing that anyway.
1: Yeah. but So are they just trying to see what guys are using to come up with a concoction to when the CBA is up? Put that into the negotiations.
0: Assume so. Maybe. Yeah. Assume so. Yeah.
1: Peter, a pitcher. Yes. Is out on it. Says everybody's cheating.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's gone too, because it's kind of like, it's not, it's an unfair advantage. Not so much that with steroids, it was like, okay, 30% of the people, 20% of the people are are using steroids. And what they're doing is they're getting an unfair advantage against their own kind. Right. Mm -hmm. And against the hitters. But a lot of the times the hitters were using the steroids at the same time. So it was kind of like even, even not that I'm saying that steroids were fine, but what I'm saying is the competition level was fine because everybody was doing it. Mm-hmm. What you're seeing now is an it's, it's an advantage to the pitches that the hitters can't get. Yes. The hitters use pine tar on their bats to help them grip and swing. That's fine. It's nothing like what the pitchers are now using in order to increase their spin rate and increase the amount of movement that they can get on a breaking ball. If they were just throwing the baseball by themselves, they would bring them back down to this level. So that's where the, the issue is, right? You've got an unfair advantage against the baseball section that you are competing against. You have an unfair advantage against them because you're spinning a baseball with, with substances that don't belong on a baseball.
1: So five years ago, how many pitchers were using what you would refer to as illegal sticky stuff?
0: Depends on how you, if if it's just sunscreen and rosin, I would consider that illegal. I consider that just, so I would say that I can't speak for the league. I can only speak for the teams that I was on and majority of the guys would have something. Okay. Whether that was a concoction that I, and I even made my own concoction at some stage. I got firm grip sunscreen and I would mix it up and it would turn into this like ridiculous, sticky, not black. So it was like a cream color so that you couldn't see it as much. Like mm-hmm. it was just, and this is what's happened. It's 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 just mutated over the last five years into just, it's a business now. Like it's, the some of the stuff that guys come back with, it's incredible.
1: We'll see how MLB handles it because they've been on it, but we don't, nothing's going to be enforced this year because they've already come out and told the players and the teams that, nobody's going to get in trouble that they're just collecting data. So we'll keep an eye on that. But for the record, Peter Moylan is against it. I am against it. Hates it.
0: You want me to keep talking?
1: Well, you had another story.
0: I do have another story. This is my favorite story. Okay. Are you ready for this? Ready. Have you heard of the 30 for 30 ESPN short movie called Sid Finch and the Tibetan fastball?
1: No, haven't heard of that 30 for 30 in particular.
0: Do yourself a favor, pause this podcast right now and go and watch just a short or read an article based on this because the story I'm about to give you is effectively the Australian version of Sid Finch and the Tibetan fastball. Okay. okay. Cameron Gibbons is his name. Okay young gangly unknown pitcher we're told he's never really played organized baseball before because he spent many of his formidable years in australia throws a pitch so fast that none of the batters in spring training have yet been able to even touch one of his pitches his
2: name is cameron gibbons
0: write that name down cameron gibbons was working as a sales account manager oh but let me get this straight because he texted me a minute ago (laughs) flex I was an account manager in a marketing agency, sales, graphic design, et cetera. That's what his job was, right? Mm -hmm. And he played baseball on the weekends for his general enjoyment. Someone got wind of what he was doing, and they asked him to come down and try out for the aces, which was the team that I pitched on, was pitching coach on last year, and I'm going to manage this year. So there's a history there. First time he comes down, he's kind of like, oh, man, this guy throws great. He's a big, tall guy. Beautiful mechanics, but no idea where the baseball's going. So got in a couple of mop-out games, had a pretty good year, but nothing, you know, crazy. Never makes a representative team, whether it's a state level, 14, 16, 18s, doesn't make any representative team. Comes down to the aces. He was, as I said, okay, last year, he was ridiculous. He had 10 games, nine innings, so little, little sample size, 17 strikeouts in the ABL last year. Wow. signs for $10,000 comes over with the Dodgers hits by COVID. So he doesn't come over 2020 signs in January COVID hits. He spends the whole off season just working out, right. Okay. Getting better, getting a rep. So throwing bullpens, trying to get better. I'm the pitching coach now. So I'm going to claim this as my claim to fame. First game I put him into, I bring him into the bases loaded situation with one out and he gets out of it. So I'm like, okay, confidence through the roof. He then just takes off. Like what our better relievers all year last year? All he's done in 2021 so far in 10 games for the Dodgers system, 14.2 innings, 30 punch outs, and he's given up one run. He's already been promoted wow. to higher. Okay. So he is young. He is 24. But why I'm so proud is because this guy literally, he was so raw. He'd thrown 11 professional innings before he signed. Like 11 innings outside of club ball. Before mm-hmm. he signed, and now he's getting promoted in the Dodgers system. One article came out and said, Are we looking at Dodgers' future closer? Like, yeah, these are the kind of articles that are being written about this guy that has had 11 innings inside professional baseball before.
1: So, since he was promoted, like you're saying, he hasn't given up a run. No, he's only given up that one run, and it was when he was in um, Loway, yes, ma'am. Wow, Peter.
0: And these are the kinds of things. So when we get to my five guys that I'm going to talk about, yeah, I'm excited because a couple of the guys are guys that are not on lists. And I feel like those lists that have been formed before the coronavirus are going to be a lot different after this year because they're already all the top performers that I'm seeing are guys that aren't ranked and aren't listed. And, and so it's, it's exciting. It's exciting time for those guys. But Cameron Givens, shout out to you, dude. Can
1: Cameron Gibbons throw a fastball 170 miles per hour like Sid Finch? No, he cannot. Okay. Um, When Sid
0: Finch wasn't real and Cam Gibbons is. (laughs) When
1: realistically could we see, like, if you had to give Cameron an ETA?
0: Okay. I would say if he continues at the trajectory that he's going right now, the the thing is, Kelsey, he's so raw. And he's so like he's just figured out how to throw a slider, and it just happens to be disgusting. But he's just got to yeah. learn. He's got to learn when to use it and how to use it and how to use different ones. So, I, I would think that we won't see him before twenty twenty three, if I was to, to have a guess. But a year of pro Bowl this year, an off season off, and a full spring training next year, and a year. Of, I don't I like honestly. The ceiling is so high. I would hate to, I would hate to undershoot it. Like he could he could just keep going. And if he keeps if he finds something and something clicks and he just doesn't give up a run, he could be there by September. Like you never know now. He's 24. It's not like he's 16. So if he figures it out and, and just continues to have the success he's having, then who knows?
1: So Cameron's Instagram handle is Cam Cheese Toasty. Oh yeah. Love that. <laughs>
0: Well, you that's that awesome, means? Peter. Is that like a grilled cheese? It's like a ham cheese toasted sandwiches. So instead of it being a ham cheese toastie, he's a cam cheese <laughs> toastie. So he's hilarious too.
1: Ah, well, let's.
0: Put him on your list.
1: You done found him.
0: Oh, okay. I found him. I done you about better.
1: Great guy. Loves sandwiches. Yep. Has had an incredible. The only downfall is that he cannot throw 168 or 170 or whatever
0: But. If you do need somebody to sell some sort of graphic design, then mm-hmm. we've got you. Go for you too. So there we
1: go. You got to okay. look
0: at other ways to succeed in life. All well,
1: right. excited for him, mm. and excited to see where he ends up at the end of the season. Let's get into our rookie of the year watch, brought to you by Sports Management Worldwide, wide, Worldwide, wide, 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 wide. wide. Um, So this. You got very excited about this because this is actually a super, super stinking cool six week class that you can learn how to do essentially anything in the sports industry. And you're trained by one of the best people in that specific area that you're interested in learning about. Um, There's Dan Duquette, who is one of the like coaches, one of the teachers in it, Dan Evans. Ari Kaplan, Oscar Suarez, and they teach these eight week courses. It's an eight week course. I think I said six. And they just help you land your dream sports job. And they have so many different kinds of classes that you can take, um, whether you want to learn about baseball analytics, whether you want to learn about how to be a GM, learn about scouting, learn how to be an agent, player development course a lot of really cool classes that Mm -hmm. you can take. It's like Mm -hmm. a little mini college degree, but specifically for what you're interested in, you can apply for free at SMWW.com and use the discount John boy for $50 off the course of your choice. Like we said, there are courses in baseball, basketball, football, hockey, soccer, rugby, cricket, Peter Moylan.
0: Yes. Kelsey Winger
1: and even racing. So if you want to work in sports, it is such a competitive industry on any level. And this is a cool way, something cool to put on your resume that you took, something cool mm-hmm. to talk about in the interview process. But obviously, also, it's going to bump you up in the experience and what you know, and specifically about what you're interested in, which you won't get anywhere else.
0: If you're a retired baseball player, you may have had aspirations to walk straight into a coaching job. Well, guess what? Those coaching jobs have been taken away by 40 because they've taken away all the minor league teams. There's also a lot of guys like us that may not know the analytics side of it or the modern way of baseball that need to know that. So not only can you have the on-field experience, you can then come in with just as much smart knowledge as the smart kids who are coming in Mm -hmm. to try and take your jobs, okay? So go and learn as much about as many things as you possibly can by going and using this code. Thank you.
1: I would love to do the um, baseball analytics analytics course.
0: You should do it. We mentioned
1: this a few episodes, but Mike Matheny took that course. So mm-hmm. that's kind of cool.
0: And he got a managed job out of it. So <laughs>
1: yeah, worked for him. Um, SMWW.com. Use the discount John Boy for $50 off the course of your choice. Time to get into our rookie of the year. Watch spoiler alert. It's getting interesting in the AL, but not really in the NL because Peter, I still believe that Trevor Rogers is leading the way.
0: Yes. It's not even close right now.
1: Well, he won NL rookie of the month again, back to back months, consecutive months, Trevor Rogers won NL rookie of the month. He's still, we've mentioned this before, still leads all rookies in wins, innings pitched and strikeouts, but the strikeouts, he has 81. The next closest, there are two guys in the AL with 68. So it's like not close. And he still has a sub-2 ERA.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: first rookie pitcher with a sub-2 ERA in his first 12 starts of a season since 2013. Can I guess who it was? Yes. Do you know?
0: 2013. No. Yeah. But rookie rookie pitcher. Two thousand
1: thirteen. You can. I can give you a clue.
0: Just tell me the team.
1: Well, I don't know who he was with when he was a rookie. But at one point in his Busy career, with he pitched for the Braves. I don't think he is currently, he's been kind of
0: Shelby Miller. Yes.
1: Yes. Shelby Miller. That is correct. That is correct. He is currently with the Cubs, but I think he's been, maybe he hasn't been up and down this season. But he's only pitched two innings. So mm. Shelby Miller is the correct answer. Foolish Baseball tweeted that out. But yeah, Peter, he's the fourth best. Trevor Rogers going back to him, fourth best ERA in all of baseball, tied with Corbin Burns.
0: By the way, I saw some highlights of Corbin Burns last night. Oh my yeah, sexual What
1: What do you want to talk about see. this start with Trevor Rogers?
0: Nothing. He went six innings, four hits, two runs, five Ks. He didn't keep the six K thing, but now I guess it's now a five K thing because he's done five yeah. Ks. He's had five Ks last couple of starts. This is just an okay start for him, but if you get six innings, four hits, two runs from your starter every single time out, you're going to win more games than you're going to lose. So, and for him to be doing it so consistently as a rookie, I'm I, he just continues to impress me.
1: And even though we don't really like this final line for him because we're used to him not giving up a run or just one run, he retired 13 of the final 14 batters he faced after Adam Frazier, who's having a heck of a season, Adam Frazier, holy smokies. Um, He had a two out two run single in the second inning. And then Trevor Rogers retired 13 to 14 of his final 14. So Trevor Rogers still really good. He has Peter given up, I think two runs in each of his last three. I don't think that um, in one of the starts they were, I think it was only one earned, Mm. but I mean, you still would gladly accept a two run out of, every
0: correct? every single time now most starters won't accept that they'd rather go five scoreless rather than going six or seven and giving up a run okay but yeah I think for a team you are, as I said you're gonna win more than you're gonna lose
1: yeah well his teammate Jazz Chisholm
0: mm.
1: uh six hits two home run two RBI five runs in last seven but he still leads all NL rookies in home run he like we said he had two this week. What do you like about Jazz? His hair? Everything. 264. Do you like that with seven home runs?
0: I'd like a little higher average, but he's coming back from the injury list. He's going to find himself. He'll be fine.
1: Did you see that he was hit by a pitch on Sunday? I didn't see that. In the foot that had him on the IL for the ankle injury?
0: No. Have they mentioned anything about that today?
1: He went down. Um, and it looked like he was a lot of pain. He ended up staying in the game, but I did see a tweet that said like, if it's swollen today, he might not be in the lineup. So that's fine. Yeah. You good? I've
0: had this bug. Yeah. It's a fruit fly. Okay. And it keeps, for some reason, it thinks that my nose is carrying all the treasure that it wants. <laughs> and I promise you, it's not. <laughs> I have did a very clean it? nose. I don't know. It's just, it'll be, it's fine. You'll that's, see you. Okay.
1: A guy that we haven't talked about, in the NL since he beat up on the Braves and has gone off since is Pavin Smith. Mm. That guy has a hit in 15 of his last 17. He just had a 14 game hitting streak, okay. including five straight multi-hit games. And he was hitting 420 wow. in that streak. He is working his way up yeah. the NL rookie of the year like, if you look at any other website that is like giving you odds or whatever it may be, Paven Smith is listed in those. He leads all NL rookies in at bats, in hits, in runs, in doubles, and in triples. Hmm. Yeah. So he has a 288 average with five home runs and 21 RBI. Do you happen to
0: have his war right there? I just want to know because I think Trevor Rogers is about a 2.3 or a 2.4 right now. And I know that. A lot of people like to use that as a valuing tool. It's 0.9. Oh, way to go. Not bad. But look, to be honest, anyone in the NL is effectively pushing shit uphill because they're they're coming up against a buzzsaw. The only chance that I see anybody having is if they want to limit his innings and they just shut him down at some point and then he just picks it back up at the end or I don't know. But if he keeps going the way he's going, it's going to be a tough trophy to wrestle from him
1: yeah, one more thing about Paven Smith, please did you see the video went viral of him? And I remember watching this years ago. he paid off his parents' mortgage, and this video of him doing it like went viral. It was super cool, and his parents were very emotional, obviously. And now he's leading NL rookies in like every offensive category.
0: Pay it forward, sister. You got to pay it forward.
1: Only other guy in the NL, Peter Dylan Carlson hitting three twenty one in his last seven. great defense.
0: He was favorite, obviously favorite, before we started the year. He was so- Yeah,
1: and he's doing it at the top of the order for the Cardinals consistently. True. He's hitting 277, six home run, 26 RBI. He leads NL rookies in RBI and walks, second most in ABs behind Paven Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's getting it done at the top of the order for the Cardinals. Who do you mm-hmm. want to talk about?
0: I want to move to the AO. Okay. A couple of come back down to earth weeks for our boys, Mercedes and Adolis, but I'll specifically hit on Adolis. Six games, four hits, one RBI for the week. Mm. That's not very Adolis like. We're used to saying no. three walk offs and a hit for the cycle, and you know all the cool things. So, but hit for the season, he's still hitting 277 with sixteen home runs and forty yeah. two RBIs, which is good for a one thirty six OPS plus, which is obviously Jeez. pretty pretty special. But
1: and he did win AL Rookie of the Month. Yeah. For May. Yeah. But yeah, last seven.
0: Yeah. Same with Mercedes.
1: It's the same for your mean Mercedes. He's hitting .05. Zero. How do you say a batting average that low? Zero o fifty? Oh, 50. Oh, how do you say
0: that? He's hitting 50 cents.
1: In his last seven games, he's hitting 50 cents. Equivalent yeah. to the first pitch that 50 cent throughout whenever yeah. that was. So he did have the walk-off and the video went, you know, it was all over Twitter. He had the walk-off on Friday, I believe, versus the Tigers. And in that video, Mm. they're like, oh, he was 0 for his last 25 before that hit. And then he's gone 0 for in every game since. So his only hit since May 29th was that walk-off hit.
2: Um, mm.
1: And he's hitting below 300. At what point do we take him out of our Rookie of the Year watch?
0: When he's not top five in almost all stats.
1: He's not top five in average. Okay. I don't know. We'll have to talk about it, guys. We'll have to talk about it. He's sliding.
0: You know that the overlord Maddie Mass is the man that's gonna have to yeah, decide whether whether people come on or, or Maddie, you get the final
2: vote. Haircuts keeping him the haircut. Yeah. I mean,
1: I say we see what he does this week, and if his batting average continues to drop, he's out of the rookie of the year watch.
0: Can I just have a not an old man rant, but just mm. want to point something out Okay, is the difference between baseball now and baseball back in the day when I first started to play baseball over here was that you would wait until you've done something for longer than a week to mm-hmm. maybe cut Yerminator in the side of your head so that when you did struggle, because inevitably there's going to be struggles, Yeah, then the tension wasn't shone more brightly on you based on what you've done while you were struggling. You know what I mean? Like, mm,
1: was deep. if
0: you wouldn't get Yerminator cut into the side of the head after two, two months back when I first started coming up to play. I'm not saying that I'm a for it or against it. I think it's fantastic. Okay. As, I, as I discussed on Twitter, I'm probably going to get Moylanator shaved into yeah. my back hair before next episode.
2: Okay. <laughs> um,
0: so that's going to be something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's just, that's not an old man rant. That's just a, hey... And I want him to continue to do what he's doing, but I want him to have success too. And I don't want this to turn around and go, well, you spent less time getting your hair cut and more time in the cage. You wouldn't, that sort of, that's the thing that I don't want him to have to deal with.
1: I mean, like we said last week, he gave the White Sox the spark they needed at the beginning of the season when they were dealing with all of those losses. He did a great job for them and he's just kind of sliding now. So like I said, one hit since May 29th. We should give a shout out, to Casey Mize, who is slipping his way into AL Rookie of the Year because um, mm. everybody else is kind of, I don't want to say Adolis adult is slipping his way out, but your main definitely is. Casey Mize has Slide. a 334 ERA on the season in 11 starts, and he went seven innings and three runs versus the White Sox, who, as we know, is a pretty good lineup. Reasonable. So keep your eye on Casey Mize. Let's get in. Nick
0: Madrigal, just real quick. Just I know oh, this isn't a watch. Yeah. Nick Madrigal might be doing some things, but just there we go.
1: Nick Madrigal is hitting 306 on the season. So we're going to have to reevaluate our AL favorites um, and see who we want to add. There's a, a good amount of guys in the NL, not as many guys in the AL that we've been um, super paying attention to. Our top 10 prospects is brought to you by dugout mugs, still one of my favorite like things that I own.
0: So <laughs> Clearly.
1: I have it all, all the time. They're still doing that father's day sale. So first 300 orders with the code farm to fame, get 35% off. You can also go to dugoutmugs.com slash discount slash farm to fame. And I think it automatically puts the discount onto your order. If you can't remember the code farm to fame, but you're already gonna have to type it into the URL if you, do the, if you do that. But these make great Father's Day gifts. If any birthdays are coming up, you can use this code. You can get any team you want on it. You can get pictures put on it. You can get wine glasses. You can get shot glasses. You can get bottle openers. You can get the full-sized papi. Papi, it's a full-sized cup. Thirty-five percent off. It's like twenty something dollars off, or something. It's it's a good amount off. So it's a lot. We love dugout mugs. I have another one up here in honor of Jazz Johnson Jr. Top ten prospects. Peter, are you excited about your guys?
0: You know what? I am excited. You know why I'm excited? Because I think we discussed it a little while ago that we were struggling to get pitches into this list. So I decided to, I guess, lead by example is what you'd mm. call it. And I said, you know what? This week's episode is going to be all pitches. So okay. you start. And I got this from the help of Jim Callis, Jonathan Mayer, and Sam Dykstra's article on MLB.com about the rookies that are off to blazing starts as pitchers. So if you want to start it, go ahead. Otherwise I can start it. You tell me.
1: Well, I'll start with Key Brian Hayes because he was activated on Thursday, baby, on June 3rd. Key Brian Hayes is back off of the 60-day IL. And his first game back, he had a run and two hits, including a triple and he robbed our guy, Jazz Chisholm, Jr. Jr. Key Brian Hayes is known more for his glove than he is his bat. And he has been getting it done with the bat. But like we said on a previous episode, he had three consecutive gold gloves in the minor league. Then Key Brian Hayes hit a home run in his second game back. And he's gotten a hit in every single game since he's come back, including three multi-hit games oh. out of four games that he's played. He's hitting 389. With one home run, a double, a triple, and three RBI in that stretch. So he's hitting 348 on the season. The Pirates are very excited to have this guy back. He was the favorite for NL rookie of the year before the season. Then he got hurt and it was very sad.
0: He might he might give Rogers a nudge.
1: Oh, he can, he can work his way up. If he can stay healthy the rest of the season, obviously he can't miss any more time. Yeah. But the dude got it done with the bat last year. It's carrying over into this year. We already know how good he is with the glove. So um, he's going to make the pirates watchable again. And when I filled in on talking baseball this week, I gave him my um, come back like a '90s trend award because mm. scrunchies, chokers, high socks—all of that's back. And so is Key Brian Hayes. Yes.
0: Like the, chokers. Okay.
1: Yeah, like everything we wore in middle school is back in style now.
0: Like those white shell necklaces that the puka shells wear?
1: are not back, but we used to wear Did like it? these. Black, stretchy. Um, they okay, like some... yeah, like this, the... the Yeah. Kind of yeah. like
0: uh, Pamela Anderson's barbed wire, like, tattoo, except yeah. around your neck.
1: Yeah. So the 90s are back, and so is Key Brian Hayes, and I'm here for it all. Your turn. Okay,
0: me too. Okay, so this guy, shocker, Braves, uh, but the name is cool enough, but okay. the year is going to make you absolutely go crazy. Okay? okay, so his name is Spencer Strider. Into that. Into that a lot. He's pitching for the Rome Braves. He was the Braves' fourth round pick in 2020 out of Clemson. Missed all of 2019 from Tommy John. But since he's come back, his velo has spiked. He's given up one run on six hits, walking five. In low A, he's already been promoted also. In low A, he punched out 32 guys in 15 in the third innings. And since being moved to high A, has given up two hits in four innings with eight Ks. And he's decided to rock the greatest mustache you've ever seen.
1: Mustache.
0: Even though the Braves don't have facial hair laws anymore. So he's doing it despite being able to grow a beard. So Spencer Strider.
1: I want to talk about Eric Haas for the Tigers. Peter, he has, and I know we don't want to get into the stories as much anymore because we're an efficiency pod. Mm. He would like his story, though. He's been in the minor league since 2011. It's 2021. It he was a seventh round pick by the Indians, but he grew up in Detroit and he now plays for the Tigers. So that's really cool.
0: cool.
1: But when he was drafted, he was considered to be the best prep player in Michigan. But most scouts thought that he should go to college because he was undersized and didn't have much catching experience. Well, let's fat he ended up signing didn't reach AAA until 2017. He debuted in 2018, but he only had like 16 big league ABs in 18 and 19 for Cleveland. Then he was DFA'd. Tigers got him in a trade for cash considerations in January of 2020. And then he was DFA'd by them two days before Christmas Mm. on December 23rd. And he cleared waivers, started the season of 2021 in Toledo, got called up mid-May. Okay, so that's like his quick... Background. Well, this past week, he was seven for 16 with five home runs, what? two multi Homer games, one versus the Brewers and one versus the White Sox. So he had five home runs and 13 plate appearances. I believe he has three multi Homer games on the season. Yes, wow. he does. So it's just cool because he's grinded it out in the minor leagues for 10 yeah. years, grinded it out, couldn't even get to AAA for six years. Which mm. I know is probably about average, um, maybe a little bit longer than average, but it used to he, be average.
0: Now it's a little different. Yeah.
1: And he's been a big part. The Tigers are not sucking as much anymore. And he's mm. been a big part of that. He's the best bat in the lineup right now. But yeah, this past week he hit 438 with five home runs.
0: That's awesome. Eric Koss. Eric Koss. Wow. Can I touch on something real quick? Mm-hmm. Getting DFA'd at Christmas time. I'll just talk about all the things that get affected at that point. You've probably booked your spring training accommodation based for the next year. You've probably got everything lined up for the season. You might be looking at accommodation for the year, depending on where you're going. And then all of a sudden that gets turned on its AS the day mm-hmm. before you're celebrating Christmas. So anyway, carry on. Yeah, sad. Okay, real quick. Jackson koa I think that's how you pronounce it. K-O-W-A-R. koa. Okay. He's yeah. with the Royals. Uh, he was the is the fourth ranked prospect in the Royal system, ninety eighth in MLB's top one hundred and fifty. Twenty four years old, named the Triple A East pitcher of the month last month in Omaha. He's five and zero with a .85 ERA, Ooh. six starts, thirty one innings, only three runs, and forty one punch-outs. And I researched this yesterday. Okay. I happened to get a notification this morning. He's been called up to start for the Royals tonight.
1: Oh, well, that's fitting.
0: So that was really cool to find that out. So congratulations to you, Jackson Koa.
1: Well, I hope he does well for you tonight, Peter. Me too.
0: Me too. And my Royals.
1: So my, my next guy is Brett Beatty. He's in the Mets organization. He's in high A. He's a third baseman. Peter, this week, are you ready for this? I am. 11 for 21. Good that's 524. <laughs> four home runs, two doubles, 10 RBI, a 615 OBP. He raised his average on the season to 369.
0: Do you know what which, it was from?
1: Um, probably still pretty high but he is up to 369 and what they really what the Mets like about him he was the 12th overall pick in 2019. But then during COVID, he put on a ton of muscle. He improved his footwork and his defense, which were two things that they played against him. They've, he's always had a good bat. So he went and actually took that season to improve on what they wanted to improve on. And he showed back up and he's raking. That's work ethic.
0: I'm going to go ahead and say that every single prospect list, at the start of 2021, will have changed by at least 50% by the end of
2: 2021. That makes sense. His batting average on May 29th was 317, so decent. Great week. Uh, Yeah. That is a great week. hit
1: 524.
2: Yeah. Congratulations. With 10 RBI. Outstanding. Outstanding.
1: Hey, Brett Beatty.
0: Outstanding. I want to take you on a journey. And I'm going to take you on a journey of this is a space flight. And the space flight is how far this next kid is moving up the prospect list across the board. He was unranked in every list you can possibly think of. His name is Ethan Elliott. Uh. And he was a 10th-round draft pick in the 2019 draft. High A central pitcher of the month after a 1.46 ERA, a 0.69 whip, 38 punch-outs in 24 and two-thirds innings for the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, formerly the Fort Wayne Wizards when I was back in Wizards, like
1: that. So
0: on the season right now, so that was his month of May stats. On the season, he's pitched in six games total, 30 innings, 47 punch outs and a 1.76 ERA. So, Ethan Elliott, congratulations, my friend. You made the fire.
1: Ethan Elliott, we are so happy for you. Peter, what is your favorite minor league team name?
0: Wow. The Lugnuts. Mm. I like the Lugnuts. The
1: Lugnuts lug are good.
0: Yeah. The Lookouts are good. Okay. I also based it on the, the hat, what the hat looks like and what the, the logo looks like. Yeah. And the teams have changed names a few times since I was really, I used to really want every single minor league hat that was ever made. And then I realized okay. that there's like a billion of them. So I had to cut my dreams short.
1: Well, I think A in general wins. They have the rubber ducks, the sod poodles, the rumble ponies, <laughs> the sea wolves, yep. the yard goats, the biscuits, which is good.
0: Where are you looking at that?
1: Trash pandas. Trash pandas.
0: Can you take a photo of that and send it to me? Because I want all those names. I want to buy hats from every single one of those Yeah, names.
1: I'm just on the MILB app and I'm looking at the
0: teams. Screenshot it for me, sister.
1: Double A wins the names, the names battle. Um, okay. I want to talk about Joe Adele, oh, who please. is in Triple A for the Angels. Debuted last year and he sucked.
0: He struggled Kelsey he struggled he hit
1: 161 in 38 games this week Peter this week 10 for 23 so he hit 435 with four home runs seven RBI seven runs scored he had a two home run day on Friday and the first home run went 474 feet
0: that'll work
1: (laughs) he raised his average from 238 to 276 so he now has 15 home runs and 29 RBI and a 1.0 dot OPS in 26 games this season. His 15 home runs leads all of minor league baseball, and people want Joe Adele up right now. Yeah, especially with Mike Trout hurt, they want Joe Adele up now, and I I don't know if what he did last season, but he's obviously showing that he has improved on the things that they wanted to improve on from last season. When he got the call, he's a different player now. Yeah. So
0: I just think that at this point, you've got to think that it might be an attitude thing that they're trying to get an an adjustment for, because you know, if the path has opened up for a call up and he hasn't been called up yet, then why, why wouldn't he have been called up already? Or is there, is there someone else playing okay at field right now that, There's no need to call Joe Adele up just yet and let him continue to rake the way he's raking in AAA. Yeah. Because at some point it gets – like because he's been caught up last year, he got a taste. Yes, you go back and learn some lessons and you make some adjustments, but now you've made those adjustments. At some point there's going to be a frustration where you're like, okay, guys, I've done what you've asked me to do. Where do I go from here?
1: Yeah, 15 home runs in 26 games.
0: That's off the charts.
1: That's more than – one every two games
0: correct because not, not 15
1: block. times two is 30 and it's he's done it in 26
0: games so this isn't this I'm not your teacher you don't have to show your work
1: Joe Adele everyone Joe Adele's tearing it up lots of power lots of power
0: I'm gonna touch on a young man by the name of Caleb Killian okay a lot of good names today thank mm-hmm. you number 30 in the Giants prospect list. So not on the top 100, not 150, not someone you're going to read about on a lot of these you know, other pods. He started on back-to-back College World Series teams, which I thought was cool. Eighth round of the 2019 draft. When he first came into Pro Bowl, mm. his first year was 2019 when he pitched in 16 innings and he didn't give up a run for his first crack of Pro Bowl, which is pretty expressive. Fast forward 2021, he's already been promoted to double A.
1: Okay
0: and his season so far 30 innings 39ks only two walks wow and a 1.76 era wow so congratulations to you caleb killian
1: and he's in double a right now he's in
0: double a right now yes
1: i want to talk about adley rushman i chose him over two other guys who i'm going to give honorable mention to just because we haven't talked about adley much Mm. he's the number two overall prospect he was 1-1 in 2019 This week, he had seven hits and two home runs. He had a game-tying home run in the eighth inning on Saturday, part of a three-hit night. And he had a slow start to June, but he ended May on a really hot run. But Saturday marked his fourth career three-hit game and third of the season. He homered again on Sunday for his second consecutive game, then added a double and two walks. So in those Mm. two games, five for eight with four extra base hits and two walks. Well done. Um, he's hitting 293 on the season with eight home runs. So go Adley, Rushman. Do you have another guy?
0: Yeah, one more. Okay. Again, with the names, though, his name is Roenzi
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Contreras. Rowanzie. Like Ronzi Contreras. Is that a common name?
2: No, I just know his name.
0: Okay. This is in the Dominican. I know why you know him. I'm going to give you an honorable mention too, Maddie. He's from the Dominican Republic. He's pitching for the Altoona Curve in A for the Pirates. Acquired from the Yankees in January. Emerson eye tree. And they've been thanking you ever since, <laughs> Matty Mass. Uh, started the season with 22 strikeouts in 11 straight scoreless innings, one of which was a six-inning no-hit performance. He's given up runs in only one outing of his six this whole year, and that was five runs in four innings, of one game. And that was on May 25th. So his season total, sorry, five games. So he's given up runs in... One game out of the five. His season so far, three and one with a 1.63 ERA, 27 innings, 42 Ks, cool. and six walks. Wow. Sorry, Maddie. Ronzi.
1: Ronzi. I like his name too. Honorable mention to Wander Franco, who hit 478 this week. He's now hitting 313. We've just talked about him so much. I know we had a better week than Adley, but we've talked about him a lot. He's still raking down there um spencer torkelson oh hello hit 333 this week
0: you went straight prospects you went like the big dollar prospects we're gonna get so many tags in this it's gonna be like we're gonna be tagging all over the place
2: let's tie the clickbait bow on it then okay Okay. because we just touched on adley yeah one one yeah torkelson Torkelson. one one yeah Wander franco top prospect in the world yeah so who are we taking if you each had to choose, you know, you're the GM and you get these three guys, you could draft one based on what Ooh. we've seen. Wonder. Wonder. <laughs> uh, Here's
1: another fun question that my friend drew asked me yesterday. So Maddie mass and Peter, I'm asking it to you. Okay. This isn't prospects. If you were starting an organization and you could choose one pitcher and one position player, who would it be to build your team off of?
0: Okay, so at their peak or right now? Right now. Jacob DeGrom, Ronald Acuna Jr. Okay. Fernando Tatis, Ronald Acuna. Mm. I don't know.
2: I was going to say de DeGrom and Trout because they both have a while to go and they're the best. It's hard
0: for me to argue against that, but I, I don't know. I think... Acuna is more of a complete player right now. I think Tatis has still got the defensive woes that that will get cleaned up as he becomes better. But right now, I'm probably going to have to go Grom and Acuna.
1: Okay. I would for sure take Grom and probably Acuna too over Tatis. I think Tatis is a little bit more fun right now.
0: Yeah.
1: But Acuna... I think has a higher average and can hit for average and obviously power.
0: Great questions, um, Milwaukee Brewers team of the week.
1: Yeah, go Brewers.
0: Go Brewers, well done.
1: Okay, Peter, let's get yes. into
0: international news. In yes. international news, mm-hmm. uh, Team USA has punched their ticket to Tokyo 2021. USA. So congratulations USA. to them. Yeah, it was. they went undefeated and basically just destroyed everyone. Um, Todd Frazier was there. Edward Jackson was there. A bunch of rookie guys. So I think it was a nice combination of old and young. And and Mm -hmm. they deserve it, let's be honest. They're going to field a team that's going to be very competitive and they're probably going to have a chance to win a gold medal. So congratulations to Team USA. USA.
1: And just on that,
0: the last chance... Qualifier will be held in Mexico in a couple of weeks. Yes. We'll find out who is going to be going. So it's all at the last chance for the Europeans, last chance for the Americas, last chance for Asia, last chance for everybody. So okay. there's one spot left. And it's going to be fought out in Mexico.
1: A guy who will be there is Julio Rodriguez, who's been the best player in the tournament. Yes. So I couldn't find his updated numbers, but Saturday he had a tie-breaking RBI single. And going into Saturday, he was hitting 429 with two home runs, six RBI, 1.1. One one. I think that was when
0: they – that was the last day. That was when they okay. won. Well,
1: so. yeah, so Julio Rodriguez, mm. prospect for the Mariners, has been the best player in the Olympic qualifiers. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's get into rookie matchups. There were a lot of home runs in these matchups. Donovan Walton off of James Caprelian he had a really good start a couple of weeks ago. James did first name basis because I don't want to say his last name. You can't pronounce it either, so it's fine. And then he got a little roughed up, but, um, yeah, so Donovan hit a home run off of James. Patrick Wisdom off of Ryan Weathers. Our guy, Ryan Weathers, we talked about him a ton at the start of the year. And now he's still – Ryan Ryan Weathers still, still has a great ERA. He's just pitching like three or four innings at a time. It's not exciting. Jazz Chisholm Jr. off of our guy, Alec Manoa, who got in his second, he had the great debut, his second career start. I think he gave up four runs. Jazz, we love jazz and in honor of jazz. I I didn't do this today. Jazz is our king. I changed the words because I already talked about them.
0: You gotta let me know that before Sorry. I'm about to bust into a solo. And I try,
1: to, I try to mute it a little bit because I think it gets too loud, and Maddie has to like edit out one of my notes in it every week because it always cuts out.
2: It it doesn't, the microphone doesn't pick up the highest note for whatever reason. Like bad, the audio literally just goes to zero. Yeah.
1: Well, it's a great so. high note. Um,
2: it's okay.
1: Also, <laughs> Key Brian Hayes hit his first home run back off of Cody Petit. And speaking of Cody Petit, that'll get us into injuries. 10-day IL with the sprained MCL, Peter. Mm. He came out in the third inning on Friday. How long do you miss with a sprained MCL? I've
0: never had. Of all the injuries that I've had, I've never had an MCL. so I couldn't tell you. I would say minimum six to eight weeks. Okay. Okay.
1: Also, I'm sure you guys saw the story on Twitter. It was a very sad story. Durham Bulls pitcher Mm. Tyler Zombro, hit, I think it was a comebacker. Mm -hmm. Was it a comebacker? Um, It was so uh, bad that they suspended the game. Yeah. Um, He's now walking, which is good news, but I hate that that's even like the update that he's now walking. Um, Just scary and you can't imagine um, the pain that he's in the pain he was in and then his teammates, how much that probably just, Mm -hmm. that's just terrible to watch somebody you care about go through that. It's obviously even more terrible to go through that, but thinking of Tyler Zombro for the Durham bulls. So those were kind of the two injuries this week. There really weren't that many injuries. Andrew Mm -hmm. Vaughn was on the IL. He came off. Um, So Peter, I think it's time for Aussie lingo.
0: Oh man. You ready for this?
1: ready if you stay ready you ain't got to get ready serviette soviet
0: serviette
1: serviette sentence
0: hmm can you go grab the serviettes from the drawer scissors ready knives no that's what we call see last week was a very you said duvet (laughs) i feel like Serviette is a very proper way of saying napkin. That's what we call napkins in Australia. Oh, yeah, okay. Very simple, right? No, serviette.
1: Serviette, yes. serviettes, like plural. Serviette. If you're saying napkins.
0: You can say serviettes. Like yeah.
1: if you're eating at a fast food restaurant, you're calling them serviettes.
0: Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah.
1: Very nice. We're becoming Australians right before your eyes, Peter.
0: Do you want another one, or do you think I yeah. should say for the next? Okay. Cosy. Sentence? Go and throw your Cozzies on.
1: Swim trunks.
0: Yes! yes! You got it.
1: I win. What's my prize?
0: No more sentences for the rest of the Aussie slang segments because you get them too no. That's your prize. <laughs> uh,
1: so I think that was a good episode. We covered a lot, folks. Yeah. Covered a lot. Told you about some guys who are coming up the systems told you about some guys who are currently up told you about Mm -hmm. some guys you're probably gonna see soon
0: got a sid finch reference yeah (laughs) dang it farm on farm often
1: yeah baby why'd you (laughs) say dang it are you sad
0: no no no. yeah the episode's over we gotta go yeah
1: hey guys we love y'all farm on farm often peter's brewers are on his head
0: with my headphones still on
1: yeah, we can't wait to see you guys next week, every Wednesday. Follow us. I can on... also
0: tell that I'm not working for a few days because <laughs> I
2: look <laughs> he has like shit. Back.
1: <laughs> follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We have a lot of content for you throughout the week. Peter Moylan gets some time to breathe. Maddie Mass had a good time in Disney World or Disneyland, whichever it is, and he's in Florida. We'll see y'all next week. Thanks for listening. Hope you learned something today, folks.
0: See ya! I can't wait for that theme to come in.